0: Hey guys, welcome to Online Marketing Simplified. Welcome back. I'm your host, Brad Parnell, and I've got a very special guest I'm proud to introduce today. So before I tell you who he is, this guest has been called the top personal development leader by Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank. He's been featured in Forbes, and TechCrunch, and Entrepreneur, and Yahoo Finance, and he's built a really interesting and successful career in interview marketing so i'd like to introduce travis chappelle so travis say hello to our listeners and look for you to share what you're most excited about right now
1: yeah what's up brad thanks for having me what's up everybody thanks for tuning in um yeah dude i'm excited about being back home to be honest with you uh been last like 30 days i think i've been home like eight of the last 22 days or 30 days or something like that i don't know it's it's been a lot so right now i'm home and I don't have any travel plan for like the next thirty days. So Amazing. I know that we 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 have to, I know on the top of my head we have to schedule like one or two trips, but like pretty quick little like weekend things. so i'm I'm happy to like get back into a routine, get back in the gym, and do all the things that I normally do. So that's honestly what I'm really excited about at the moment.
0: That's awesome. You know, it's it's funny how sometimes we break away from our habits to experience like freedom and vacation and then we end up missing the things that that we created as our. Our habits and our routines.
1: Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Next year, like this year, was a big learning experience for me to know. Like when you're first getting started, you gotta, you just gotta say yes to every opportunity. You know what I mean? So, like every time someone asked me to speak, every event, every mastermind, I was like, yes, 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 yes. And then uh, I think next year it's gonna be a lot more no's. So
0: yeah, good for you. Good for you. That's great. So I, I would love to hear, and I'm sure listeners too, how you got started in this world of of personal development. What what kicked you off down this path?
1: I think like most people, man, there was just kind of a catalyst in my life that forced me down the path. Cause like, I don't know if there's many people that are just naturally wanting to figure out all the things that are wrong with them. Um, and you know, figure out a way to improve their life or something. Most people feel like they probably have things mostly figured out at least to a certain extent. Um, or at least the pain isn't big enough to force them in a direction that's different than the one that they're heading in. For me, it was, so I was, uh, I grew up in a very religious context. Uh, the Really, the only opportunity that was presented to me in terms of what to do with the rest of my life was being in full-time ministry. That's what I got my degree in, except for that it was unaccredited. So I got an unaccredited double major in Bible and church ministries. And by the time I graduated, I realized I didn't want to be in ministry. And so I just, you know, essentially wasted the previous four years uh, doing something that I knew I wasn't going to be doing anymore. And the only thing I knew how to do at the time was door-to-door. Uh, sales, because that was what I did in college, just to make extra money, and I was pretty good at it, and so I just kept doing that, and uh, that was like the best way that I knew how to make money. It was like, hey, I can make, you know, I made six figures as a 22-year-old or 23-year-old doing 100% commission door-to-door sales and 20-hour work weeks. I thought I figured life out, you know, until I got to the end of the year, and I actually hit six figures, and then I realized that I was already bumping up against the ceiling where I was at, you know, and I was going to have to go find an opportunity if I wanted to make more money, and it started really dawning on me that like look if i want to make like a million dollars in a year it's not going to be doing door-to-door and not because that vehicle is not capable of that i have several friends that make great money doing door-to-door it was just that i had enough self-awareness at that time to understand that like it's fine for me at 23 but if i'm doing this at 33 i will not be happy with it and so now i was at a point in my life where the degree that i got was useless and the only skill set that i had acquired was also useless uh, because I tried to get regular sales jobs at that time, Brad, which you would think would be like a no-brainer for a sales manager to look at like, oh, this 23-year-old kid, he's young, he's hungry, he's married, he's got a mortgage, he's ambitious, he's made hundred grand doing door-to-door, 100% commission sales, like, yes, I'll hire you. But because I didn't have corporate sales experience, none of the companies I was applying for would hire me or give wow. me a chance. And, and, uh, and, and maybe they thought I was too young or didn't have a degree or I was too inexper- inexperienced, whatever the case may be, um, they didn't hire me. And at the time, it was even like it was like a, a final nail in the coffin of a nine to five for me. You know what I mean? Because like I, I was, I was just being convinced that it was okay to have a nine to five um, in sales. And, uh, and then nobody would hire me. And I was like, give me a, give me a chance. I will outsell everybody, every sales job I've ever had. I moved to the front of the pack. Mm. Like it, it's the competitive nature inside of me. that just like, I want to win. I want to do well. And it's just like, it blew my mind that these sales managers wouldn't give me the, just a chance. Like, let me come in. I will outsell everybody that you have right now. And nobody would do it. And I was just like, well, if these people are making hiring decisions based on the fact that like, well, this person has four years selling this exact same thing and you're just inexperienced. It's like, if you're making the hiring decision based on that and not based on the character of the person that you're hiring, then you're probably not a good manager to work for anyway. So it just kind of like added fuel to my fire of like, nah, I don't think, I don't think I need to do this corporate thing. And, uh, but at the time, it was super scary because like I said, I had a wife, I got married young. I was 21 when I was, when I got married and I bought my first house at 21. And so we had a mortgage, I had bills, I had insurance, I had cell phone, I had a wife, like there, I couldn't just, the option wasn't there for me to just like go live in a hostel in Costa Rica for four months while I, you know, took ayahuasca on the weekends and figured it out. You know what I'm saying? Like that wasn't really an option for me. I had a bunch of stuff that was that I had obligations to fulfill and I had responsibilities. And so uh, that was kind of the the low point that I'm talking about, where it was like, I know that I don't want to do the thing that I'm good at, and I know that I don't want to do the thing that I got my degree in. What do I do now? Um, and so I felt like the, for, for the first time in my life, I felt like a 14-year-old, 15-year-old trying to make decisions about what I was going to do with the rest of my life. I looked at everything, but I looked at FBI applications. I looked at fire department applications. I looked at uh, real estate. I looked at so many different things um, mm. that was coming down to pay. I was studying for my mortgage license. Um, like... There there's several several options on the tables, looking at network marketing companies, MLM, sales, all the above. And uh, the only solace that I found during that time was personal development, because I was just like back against the walls, like I don't know what to do, and I don't know where to go to find out what to do. And I don't know anybody that's doing what I want to do. So what do I do now? And uh, uh, so I started reading some books, listening to some audio books, and then really fell in love with podcasting. That was when I first started listening to podcasts. Fell in love with the medium. Um, I'm not a huge reader. Uh, If you, anybody in my life up to that point, it was like a well-known that like Travis is not the reader. You know, like people like made fun of me for how much I hated reading. <laughs> and so podcasting was a better medium for me it, it it got me actually more into reading because the people i was listening to you know success leaves clues you know and so like all the successful people i was listening to on podcasts i figured out that they were all reading books and i was like damn it <laughs> i was gonna get away from this i guess <laughs> um, so i should probably do that too yeah so i started reading some books listening to audiobooks and I, I like i said fell in love with podcasting medium and um yeah. after all i was like i think i should just start my own show because it seems like fun
0: So who are, who are some of the, everything else I love that. Who are some of the, um, the podcasters? If you remember when you were first kind of getting into your journey and you were, you were exploring, uh, personal development, who are some of the the people you listened to?
1: Yeah. Uh, Tim Ferriss, um, uh, Lewis house, Jordan Harbinger, John Lee Dumas, uh, bigger pockets, uh, Gary Vee, Grant Cardone, I think that, that about rounded it up. Those were the people that I, that I uh, listened to a lot back then.
0: That's great. Some of them, some of them still doing big things now. And and how, how long ago was that? When did you hit that wall where you started kind of pressing into podcasts and personal development?
1: This was 2016. Okay. 2016 was just like a big, I don't know what I'm doing year. You know what I mean? Like made six figures in 2015 knocking doors. And then 2016, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And the, the the unfortunate part about 100% commissions door-to-door sales is like you can't half-ass it and still collect the paycheck. You know what I mean? Like if you're if you're in a nine to five and you're like, I don't want to do this anymore, you can just go to work, collect your paycheck, do the bare minimum, show up, and they can't fire you because you're just doing what you, is you're obligated to do. You're just not going to be excelling. But you can still collect the paycheck while you figure out the next step. You know what I'm saying? Like 100% commission door-to-door, if you're not in it, you're not going to make any money. Like you're not gonna get a paycheck next Friday because you're not going to sell if you're half-assing it. Yeah, what so,
0: what you put in is what you get out as much or little
1: <laughs> as you yeah, want. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so uh, yeah, at, at, at the time, like I remember I took the majority of the year off and luckily um, I had a real estate investment uh, that I that my parents basically made for me uh, with my money uh, that ended up working out fairly well and we we took some money out of that deal and then my wife was working uh, all that year supporting my ass and i was i was just getting my life back like that the year i made a good money i let my health slip so i gained a bunch of weight i was used to being an athlete and so this was the year where i was just like working on myself man for the first time ever i was working on myself for myself and not oh. for anybody else and not for anything else i was working on me because i wanted to work on me and i knew that that was crucial to making myself a better human being so I got my health back in in uh, in order went started eating better going to the gym listening to podcasts reading books um, I uh, I took a random sales job that I did not like it was the only sales job I I did not do well in because it was the only product I ever sold that I didn't believe in it taught me a big lesson about my ability to sell things. And I was like, I, I can't absolutely, I'm not one of those people that can just go sell something. Like I have to believe in this product. If I personally would not buy it, if I were in customer shoes, then I am not overcoming any objections, which is like half of the deal when it comes to closing more deals than the other person is just being a better closer yeah, and overcoming objections. And I knew that I wasn't going to do that with that. So I quit that within like three months. Yeah. It wasn't going well. That was when I was studying to get my mortgage license. I was trying to still get random corporate jobs and none of it was panning out. Um, I was going to start selling mortgages, and then a buddy of mine hit me up about water purification door-to-door sales. And again, I did not want to get back into door-to-door, but at the time, the margins were so much better in terms of the commissions uh, than what I was selling previously, uh, and it was going to pay me more money than selling mortgages was going to pay me. So I just jumped back into water purification door-to-door sales and made like eighteen grand the last month of December, wow. um, the the last month of twenty sixteen. In like two weeks knocking doors selling water purification and uh, that was when I kind of realized like okay I think I can do this I can suck it up long enough to like sell a few deals make some good money and then start working on whatever I'm going to work on on the side Um, and that's that's essentially what I did.
0: Man you must have hustled to make that that money with door-to-door water filtration sales.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah yeah I mean any door any 100% commission door-to-door is a hustle man it's a
0: hustle.
1: Yeah which which is why I didn't
0: want to do it anymore. Yeah. So I'm, I'm super curious, Travis, tell me a little bit about how you correlate um, your health. You talk about kind of going back to the gym and eating right and, and how that connected the dots maybe to just your, your performance. Do you see a direct correlation between your, your mental state and your performance to your, your health and your eating?
1: Absolutely. I, I think it's undeniable. You know, I, I probably shouldn't say this cause it's going to make me sound bad, but like I take people a little less seriously if they don't take their own health seriously yeah like it's just it it it's a big indicator of how you decide to go about life uh it's it's very interesting the more i get into rooms of really successful people sitting in a room the other day um collectively the room did almost 2 billion dollars in revenue with about wow. 75 to 100 people um and i was looking around and i was like less than 5% of this room is not in like good health, you know what I mean? And I was just like, yeah. that can't be coincidental. Yeah, not and, an I, I just don't, I just don't, I think there's a direct correlation to that. And you don't have to be like ripped and have a six pack, you know, you don't have to be an athlete, entrepreneur, but you know, staying in shape, sweating, drinking water, staying hydrated, eating at least somewhat uh, on purpose in terms of health and nutrition, you know helps you perform better in all aspects physically and mentally and emotionally like all of those things and so if like if you're an entrepreneur and you're not taking care of your body I think you're just making things more difficult on yourself um, yeah. than they need to be so wow. it's it's a big part of my life I was up at I just got back from like I said weeks of travel mm. last night late last night I got I went to sleep around midnight last night but sleeping in my bed so I woke up at 4:15 and went to the gym first thing this morning and uh, had my black coffee, had a protein bar and then had my first meal around noon. Like it, to me, it's just like, a if, you know, if, if you can't do simple things like that, how you expect to navigate the complicated world of business, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like health is so simple in terms of like the way to get results. It's like, eat a little bit less, move a little bit more. And. Yeah and you will see results. Like I wish that there was something in business that made that much of a direct correlation (laughs) to an activity. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and certain roles are certainly that way. Like in door to door sales, it was simple. Like you want more sales, knock more doors. Very simple. As a CEO of a software startup, it's, you know, what lever do I pull? Which what part of the business needs more of my attention? Should I be focused on operations or finance or sales or marketing or hiring or recruiting or raising capital or like where does my time need to go? How do I leverage my time? What's the best lever to pull? In health, it's very simple. And so, if you have difficulty, uh, you know, reigning supreme over your decisions in something that's that simple, um, then I think you're just making things more difficult and i i did do you have to be in good health to in in order to be successful in business absolutely not there's plenty of examples of people that aren't that way i just think you're making it more difficult on yourself
0: yeah i mean that's a powerful statement you know know, one thing that that rings true with me i started um that 75 hard program um a while ago with with andy frisella and uh, i got a couple people on my team one that's already done it one that's in the middle of it and uh you know went through phase one phase two i think i've got phase three coming up and nice. I found myself of like, I still haven't had a, you know, drink of alcohol in over 250 days and it's wow. created some, some permanent disciplines. Um, that's, that's been really helpful. So I, I agree with all that. It def- things like that definitely change the way that you, your outlook on, <laughs> on, on health and fitness and discipline.
1: Absolutely, man. It's a, it's like a contained way to practice struggling through something. It's like, yeah, do you have to not drink? No is it better to not drink? Probably. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not like you have to not do it, you know, like that. So that's, that's what makes it difficult. And that's what like. To me, uh, I I know if I'm on the right track, when most people ask me why I'm doing something, Mm -hmm. like with 75 hard when I would tell my family, I'm doing this program called 75 hard and you can't do this, you gotta do this. And they're like, why are you doing that? Yeah. It's like, because that's the reaction that 90% of people give me. (laughs) <laughs> if I'm willing to do what 90% of people aren't willing to do, then I'm probably going right. to get results that 90% of people aren't going to be able to get. Yeah, you know, we That's... just did a, a 38 mile run uh, with a couple of buddies of mine like wow. two months ago. And wow. It was super physically stretching, and again, condensing struggle into a short period of time, and forcing yourself to push through from a like mental perspective. Yeah, and again, did that, and then people, like, why? Why didn't you? I just do that, and frankly, that one I was like, I don't really know why, <laughs> but uh, I do, I do like the, I do like the idea of continuing to try to do things that most people just won't do, because mm-hmm. I think that if I'm willing to subject myself to things that most people aren't willing to do, then you do that enough times over a long enough time horizon, you're probably going to have results and be able to live a life that most people won't be able to live.
0: That's right. And, and you choose the hard things. You do the, you do the things that other people think are hard and then everything else becomes yep. a little easier or you don't do the, yep. those hard things. And then your life just becomes hard because you set up a, a failing system. Yeah. For yourself. I, I
1: always like the phrase, choose your hard. Mm-hmm. It's like life is going to be hard either way. That's it's right. going to be hard by choice or it's going to be hard by effect. You know yep. what I mean? So like you either choose to make it hard now so that it's easy later or you can choose to make it easy now, and it's going to be really hard later, and you're not going to be able to do much about it at that point. That's right. You know, so like to me, it's like I'd rather choose the hard now, yes, um, to set myself up to make it easier later.
0: That's right. And this this is turning into a, a health podcast really fast. I like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: My so bad, my bad. No, no, I love it, man. That's <laughs> that's good stuff. It's it's the it's the world we live in. I'm, I love talking about that. So you mentioned kind of being the CEO of a software company. So those, those of you guys that don't know, so Travis has the world's first premium marketplace for booking super high profile guests um, on platforms. And it's great. I've, I've used it. I've, I've been using it to get podcast guests and I've loved it. It's an amazing interface. It's called Guestio, um, all-in-one booking platform. So I'd, I'd love to hear the journey, Travis, of when you went from just becoming a consumer of this information and what that path looked like to then creating a platform to help other people uh, connect with personal development. Yeah, it was and- pretty
1: linear, man. Once I started the podcast, things got pretty linear. It was just like I had the podcast; it started going well. People started asking me how I was doing it, and at the time when I started the podcast, I did it kind of a kind of an ask backwards kind of a way. Like I didn't know. Where it was going to lead? I didn't know what the business was behind. It. I didn't know how I was going to make money on it. I just knew that like I want to do something in this space, and so I started creating stuff. And basically, I was taught the ask method: like create content, add value, build a community, and then ask what problems you can solve for that community, and sell it back to them. And it's the easiest form of selling that you'll ever do. And so I, that's exactly what I did. I built a community, built some people that were interested in what I was doing. And uh, to my surprise, people were more interested in how to learn podcasting than they were on how to learn networking or any of the things I was talking about on the show. Wow. Um, and so I kind of, after a while of being stubborn and creating a couple networking things that didn't go very well, like I was trying to force this $300 networking course to people and uh, tried to sell on a webinar and all this other stuff, and it just like wasn't going well I wanted it to. And the way that I was paying for all the stuff to promote that course was people were paying me fifteen thousand dollars for one on one podcast coaching. Wow. And like after like six, eight months of doing that, I was like, "What the hell am I doing?" <laughs> like, <laughs> like these are I, I didn't even try for these clients. These are referrals that are being sent to me from people who are interested in learning podcasting from me. And wow. I'm still over here trying to hawk this networking course for three hundred bucks. <laughs> and it was just like,, a, What am I doing? You know, so I started listening to what the market had to say. And I started just leaning into teaching and coaching podcasting. So I took on a bunch of one-on-one clients. Then we turned it into a course, um, started helping one to many. And everybody basically had the same problems. How do I get good guests? How do I get on good shows? And Guestio is a software that solves both of those problems. So it just kind of like kept evolving into the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. The problem was I never written a line of code in my life. I still haven't. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so I hadn't figured that out from, from the, from the, you know, square one, um, which was a complicated process. Yeah. And, and you, you, I'm
0: sure went through the, the vetting process to make sure you found like, a good team that could do the work that you wanted and was able to kind of manage oh, the completion totally. of, of guestio.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, frankly, I got really lucky because like I did not vet as much, like I didn't talk to five people and get three quotes and go with the middle one. I didn't do any of that. Basically, I had a buddy that had recently sold his small software startup to this half a billion dollar company. And it was like an aqua hire. So they acquired his company and hired him as head of product for one of their big divisions. And so he fell in love with software. And on the back end, he decided to start his own software development firm. And they had one client. At the time and they were looking for more clients. So he they did the initial like wireframes and build out for me completely for free, um, just as a way to bring me in as a customer because they wanted to wow. show me what it would be potentially to look like. Cause I was just like, I have this idea, but I'm not sure. Blah, blah, blah. So they sketch out the wireframes for free, which would normally be like a ten thousand dollar thing. <clears throat> so when I saw it, visually saw it, I was like, I gotta, I gotta take a <clears throat> take a swing at this. You know, I gotta, I gotta take a whack at this because I think it, I think there's potential here. Yeah, and uh, so I built version one with that company um, mm-hmm. because it made sense. It was somebody I trusted. Uh, their design work was impeccable, and that mattered a lot to me. Um, and uh, put it all on zero percent credit cards. Uh, 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 multiple pivots in my life have been financed on zero percent credit cards. So everybody talks about don't getting credit card debt, and like I'm, I'm a big fan of credit cards. I yeah. don't have debt on my credit cards today, right? Like I pay almost everything on credit cards because I fly for free and I have upgraded like we were just in Santa Barbara and because I have gold status with Hilton they upgraded my room to like an ocean front ocean front suite and I had my kids with us so we had more room for them to be able to sleep and we had like a beautiful view and it was like those small things like that make travel so much more fun and bearable. Oh, yeah. um, when you're away from home for weeks at a time and it's like well at least we have this really beautiful view and we're really enjoying our time here we don't just have some crappy room at the motel six you know what i mean so um and we have points now where my flights get upgraded and flying is way better when you have tsa pre-check you have clear and you have you know uh like either exit row or comfort plus or first class or business class so much Better experience, so all of that stuff's paid for on points because I use credit cards for all of my stuff, and so when I financed the first build, it was almost like ninety thousand dollars that I put on zero percent credit cards, and they have you know twelve months no interest or whatever, Um, and so I open new credit lines, I put them on there. They often have great introductory rewards if you spend whatever, like five thousand bucks in three months, you know you get x amount of points, and so I'll open new credit card lines, I'll you know, put all the, the new business expenses on that. And then I'll pay down the balance of those cards with money that I make from that new business. In this case, I paid down the balance of the cards with money that I raised for the software after I built the initial version and brought on some users. Um, But you know, it was all a gamble. I didn't know that that was going to happen. I was just hoping. Um, But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you just kind of, kind of, like I said, if you you really want to do something, you'll figure it out. You know, even if you don't really have any business doing it. Yeah, I, I, love, I love that you took the swing and took
0: it big. I feel like you've, you found the right team. You went all in um, instead of trying to find kind of a just a, maybe an MVP or something that would have been subpar. You got the great sure. design. you you launched the way you wanted to. So it went from you having your show, doing one, one-to-one one coaching, then kind of the one-to-many, and then, then you building out this platform to connect people with other people.
1: Yep, yep, I love exactly. It.
0: I love it. That's great. Well, um, talk to us a little bit about, you know, those that are listening that are maybe wanting to do a podcast and maybe they're worried about, you know, how do I how do I connect with my first guest? If I haven't had any guests or I haven't had any listeners, what tips would you maybe give to them just as a as if they're just jumping into the world of podcasting? Maybe they're a little intimidated. What would you tell them?
1: Sure. Uh, First and most important is commit. Because a podcast isn't a one-hit wonder. It's not, you don't, it's not TikTok. You don't create 12 episodes and have three of them get a million views somehow. It's going to take, especially if you don't have an existing audience, it's going to take a long time to build an audience. So get comfortable with that fact right off the get-go. You either got to have deep pockets to market the shit out of it, or you have to have an existing audience. The odds of you just making it big on podcasting is very, 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 very low. So write expectations right out of the gate. Second thing is consistency. Doesn't matter what you do, doesn't matter what you talk about, you have to be consistent and your audience has to be able to come to expect something from you. Decide on the consistency, commit to a certain period of time that you're going to keep that consistency up and do that no matter what. I had a bunch of things happen in my personal life that I think a lot of people would have used as excuses to not continue to create content. But if you commit to it, keep that level of consistency up no matter what. Um, so once a week, three times a week, five times a week, whatever it is, do it and commit for a period of time. You can always reevaluate after doing it for a while, but do it until you know it doesn't work. Um, so commit, <clears throat> uh, have consistency. And then uh, to me, if like if you're starting a podcast, you should absolutely be doing interviews and you should always be trying to reach up to like the biggest names that you can possibly reach up to. You'd be surprised the types of people that respond. Um, you, you're going to get ignored a lot and you're going to get a lot of no's, but if you get one or two yeses, it's all that matters because you only need one or two yeses to start getting a lot more yeses. Every yes you get makes it easier to get another yes. So the first one might be difficult. You might, you know, uh, might be willing to pay to play for the first one. That's why guestio exists. Is like if you're starting a podcast and you want to get some immediate clout and credibility, spend five grand getting really good guests on your show, and all of your cold reach out and normal opportunities that you would you would be bringing to the table are going to be much, much, much more successful if you already have an existing lineup of people that all the people in your industry, your niche know, like, trust, or recognize. Um, So uh, that's that's my two cents on on starting podcast.
0: I love it. So those of you that are listening, the three things is commit, commit to doing it, have consistency. You know that people are expecting something from you, and, and don't create excuses. Create create that consistency, and getting great interviews. I mean, Travis is on the show. I'm so thankful that you're here, Travis. I reached out to him. Um, his team kindly responded, and and I'm thankful that you're here. Um, and guys, I've been on his platform, and it's it's amazing. So going to Guestio and really using that to help build your your influence and build your audience and building your network is super powerful and i've been very impressed with it um so travis tell everyone here if if someone want, is interested in guestio uh, what would be the next step for them to to go and start using it
1: yeah man super simple uh guestio.com guest io g-u-e-s-t-i-o.com Uh, you can create a free account and start looking around browsing today you don't have to pay for it to use it you can sign up absolutely for free and get to making some bookings happen now full disclosure if you do sign up for a free account you're going to pay for the bookings Um, but you pay the show host directly for trying to get booked on shows or you pay the guests directly for trying to get guests Um, and there's a lot of steals on there like people that are like a hundred bucks that should be like a thousand or two thousand there's people on there for five bucks that you know, should be a hundred or two hundred. Um, so there's, there's a lot of guests, a lot of shows for five bucks, ten bucks. Not all of them are thousand, five thousand. Like Manny Pacquiao's on there, but he's fifteen thousand dollars. There's not a lot of those ones. Most of them are extremely affordable, and probably will surprise you how affordable some of them are. Yeah, I love
0: it. So that is some some gold, guys. If you're thinking about broadening your reach and doing a podcast, Guestio is an amazing platform to do that. And Travis, thanks for dropping some gold on us today, man. This is awesome getting to to meet you and, and you kind of tell us about your story, how you got to where you're at. And I love that, that through the pain, you've provided an amazing platform now. So other people can connect easier. They don't have to necessarily go through all the, the pain and struggle of the, <laughs> the reach outs without, without oh, yeah. guestio. So it's a, a big problem you're solving for, for podcasters.
1: I appreciate it, Brad. Thanks so much for having me. This is a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. All right. Thanks everyone. Make sure to go to guestio. Um, you can check the show notes. The link will be there where you can create your account. And hopefully we'll catch you again on another episode, Travis. Appreciate you, man.
1: Yes, sir. Thanks.